There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. All right, guys, I'm here with Jeff Hartman of Behind the Steel Curtain. Jeff, how's it going? Oh, great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, we have a lot to talk about. None that a Packer fan currently wants to talk about. I'm feeling pretty nervous after the way the Packers performed this week, but but let's get through it. Um, I want to start a question that's been on my mind, Ben Roethlisberger. There's been rumors for the past couple off seasons about him potentially hanging up his boots. Um, so I guess just how much longer do you think you're going to see Roethlisberger under center in Pittsburgh? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, that's a really tough question. That's a question that a lot of people have asked me. It's a lot of people that everyone's been asked that covers the Steelers and no one really knows the answer. Um, Roethlisberger, it was really after the CTE report came out last year that uh, that was when he really started to see, holy, you know, you're looking at the hits that he's taken and, and what might be in his future. He has a young family. Um, and he talked about how he and his wife talked about his future and whether he should play or not. From what you gather, it's that his wife kind of wants him to stop. Uh, but I think Roethlisberger still has proven he can play. He hasn't had the best season of his career, but he's still capable. I mean, he proved that uh, week 11, um, yeah, against the Tennessee Titans, and he had a good game through for four touchdowns. Um, so uh, I think, and this is just pure speculation, that Roethlisberger will at least be back for 2018. Uh, the, the team is just there. I mean, if, if he's looking to win, even if they win, if they win or don't win this year, it's regardless. But if, if he's looking to have a legitimate shot at a Super Bowl, um, this team's still going to be intact. His whole offensive line would still be under contract next year. Uh, the defense is young, and they're getting better. Uh, they're a top-five defense right now. Uh, his playmakers and Le'Veon Bell, they can franchise tag him again. Martavis Bryant will be back under contract. Antonio Brown will be back. Juju Smith-Schuster will be in his second year. Uh, this team is going to be loaded, again, for 2018. Mm-hmm. So I think that will certainly have a, a, an impact on his decision-making. Especially, let's say they do win the Super Bowl this year. I think that I don't see him pulling a John Elway and riding off into the sunset necessarily, but I wouldn't be shocked if he did either. So um, no one really knows, but my guess is that he'll play next year. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Um, I mean, if he does retire, we can always trade you Brett Hundley if you want him. <laughs> out, of the, out of all the quarterbacks that might be available, I don't think he'd be very high on uh, the Steelers list right now. No, no, regrettably not. Um, one more question about a specific player before we move on to more offensive, defensive units. I saw a tweet. I I don't remember who it was from, but saying something to the effect of Antonio Brown being a better wide receiver than uh, Randy Moss or Terrell Owens, where would you land on that conversation? 
Um, well, you know, it's tough because I think you look at, if you're just talking about those two, comparing him to those two receivers, it's very difficult. They're different receivers. Uh, those two were, uh, Randy Moss was probably the, the biggest freak that's ever been in the national football league in terms of size, <laughs> speed, jumping ability and all that. Um, it's tough to compare Brown. who's not as tall. who's not as fast, but is probably a better route runner probably has equal in terms of hands and catching the football is probably equal there. Terrell Owens is, was another big, strong guy that was going to outmuscle uh, the competition, made those tough catches. I mean, Brown is just kind of like a unique beast. But in terms of comparing him to the, the greatest of all time, I mean, he's putting together a five-year stretch that is unparalleled. And that includes Jerry Rice. <clears throat> Excuse me, that includes Tim Brown. Um, that includes any other receiver you can think of. I mean, he's going to be uh, having his fifth season with 100 receptions a year. Um, he's going to be well over 1,000 yards. It's just, honestly, I've been watching this player, this guy, his whole career. And you always say to yourself, how can he get better? And yet every year he gets better. Um, it's just tremendous. It's, it's, he's a phenomenal football player. It's hard to believe he was a six-round draft pick out of Central Michigan. But in terms of Randy Moss and Terrell Owens, I put him above Owens but not above Moss, not yet. Moss was just incredible. And I, I'm from West Virginia, actually, so I grew up watching Randy Moss at Marshall a lot. Mm-hmm. And what that guy can do on a football field it was, in my opinion, second to none. So that's where I would rank him amongst those three. Well, he's better than the Randy Moss we saw with the Tennessee Titans. We can definitely say that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Moss in his prime, I'm talking Minnesota Vikings, Moss was just, or even the year that he the year that he went off to get with New England, I mean, yeah, you just can't guard him. You just could not guard him. And and Brown's been taking that of games. Moss is very rare that that happens. That's why I put Moss out of him. All right, let's move on to um, that entire offensive unit that you've got in Pittsburgh. Um, you got a lot of weapons. The Packers have a defense that's been inconsistent at best. Seeing what they were able to do against the Ravens, does that give you? any pause or are you just straight up expecting like 60 points to be dropped by the Steelers on Sunday? No, uh, the Steelers have only broken the 30 point plateau once now last week. Um, right. So they, they've struggled. Um, they have not been the high flying offense that everyone expected. I think the second half of the Titans game was kind of what everyone was expecting coming into the game. Um, coming into the season, I should say, but, They've really underperformed. It almost seems like they're kind of outthinking themselves at times. The play calling has been suspect. Execution has been horrible at times. They just haven't been on their details very well. And um, everyone, the players, uh, the coaches, are all talking like they're hoping that this Thursday night game where they put up 40 against a, a pretty good Titans defense could be kind of a catalyst for this offense to kind of get them over the hump, to get them going. Um, if that's the case, the one thing you'll notice is that they can be a pick-your-poison offense, and it's something they haven't been doing up until week 11. And if you want to sell out to stop Le'Veon Bell in the running game, then you're going to leave yourself vulnerable against the passing attack of Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Martavis Bryant, and so on. Um, Jesse James is a tight end. Um, if Dance McDonald's healthy. Um, he's another player to watch. Um, if you want to bit, drop two safeties deep so that you're not going to get beat over the top, well, then – you can expect the, the team to run the football because they've had great success doing that. Le'Veon Bell lead the league in rushing. So um, I really think that the Pittsburgh Steelers, if they're firing on all cylinders, are a very difficult offense to stop for anyone. 
Um, I'm really anxious to see the Clay Matthews injury. I know he left the game with a groin injury on Sunday. Um, haven't heard too much, but he's a difference maker. Um, I, I definitely watch him coming off the edge, and especially with the fact that, I don't know if you all heard this, but Marcus Gilbert, the Steelers starting right tackle, was just suspended for four games for violating the PED policy, so he won't be in the lineup, okay. so that could be a possible weak spot. So I'm definitely looking at the edge defenders for the, for the Packers and seeing what they have. Um, but I like the Steelers' offense against them as any defense if they're playing up to their capabilities. The, the big question has been, but I guess I should say the statement has been, that's a huge if. Uh, it only happened one time this year. So we'll we'll see. But um, Pittsburgh is is a team that can beat you in a multitude of ways. So we'll see. Uh, the health of the team will matter. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, whether they can kind of impose their will on the Packers, we'll see. All right. How about defensively? Uh, I know the Steelers' defense isn't what it was, you know, looking back to 2010 when the Packers and Steelers met in the Super Bowl and had two of the best defenses in the league. Um, but I still look at it as a pretty decent unit. Seeing what the Ravens just did, holding us to zero points, um, what are the odds that you hold us to, like, negative points? <laughs> well, you know, I'll say this about the Steelers' defense first. Um, the, that 2010 defense, you could you could definitely see the writing on the wall that that was kind of like the last hurrah. Um, mm-hmm. After that Super Bowl, you definitely knew that, that the players like James Ferrier and Casey Hampton and Troy Polamalu and these Brett Kiesel, these great players that have been great for so long, were just they just weren't they they weren't what they used to be, and they were right. they were losing it. And the Steelers it took them a long time to kind of restock the shelves, but they finally have. Now, this is a top five defense right now in the NFL. They're second in sacks. What's impressed me the most is that the Steelers, and I saw this statistic earlier in the season, probably about two weeks ago, um, they are one of the teams that does not blitz the least. They, they blitz the least. So they're, they're the bottom five teams in terms of percentage of blitzing the opposing quarterback, yet they are getting pressure the most whenever they do blitz. So they're a team that is getting to the quarterback without having to send extra players in terms of blitzes oh and exotics. You know, st- you know the, the stuff that used to be known with the Steelers in terms of Dick Laveau's 3-4 zone blitzing scheme mm-hmm. They're not having to do that. Cam Hayward, Stephon Tewitt are tremendous. Javon Hargrave on the defensive line. Um, I haven't been able to dig in too deep yet into the Packers' offensive line. I know they have an injury. They had an injury there last Sunday. Uh, but I haven't been able to look too much about like the sacks they're starting. I know Hunley is holding on to the football a long time. And yeah. that's not going to be a recipe for success against the, uh, the Pittsburgh pass rush that has the second most sacks in the NFL entering uh, Week 12. Uh, I, I, I like the Steelers' defense a lot. I think Mike Mitchell, who missed last game with an ankle, should be back as a safety. Um, Joe Hayden will be out with a broken uh, – he has a, still has that broken leg, that broken fibula. But Cody Sensabaugh filled in well for him last week. He had an interception. They had four interceptions of Marcus Mariota. So uh, this defense is a lot better than people give them credit for. And I think that each week, as people wait for the pass defense to break down, or they wait for the running the running team defense to get gashed again, they just keep on doing their job and they keep on making plays. They haven't surrendered more than 20 points since week five. So a really good defensive unit. I like their matchup against Hunley and that Packers offense. Yeah, with good reason. All right. Um, having said all that, how do you see Sunday night going down? And can you give us a final score prediction? Yeah, um, people, Steeler fans right now are paranoid, just to give you all an, an idea, because they know that the Steelers typically against subpar, and I hate to say call the Packers subpar, but they're a 500 football team. 
and they know that Steelers. Yes, (laughs) I didn't want to say that on your show, but uh, (laughs) Steelers, you know, playing uh, against subpar competition, oftentimes will allow a team to hang around, and sometimes they'll lose those games. Look at the Week Three loss to the Bears, although it was on the road. Uh, Even when in Indianapolis in Week Ten, coming off a bye, they had a last-minute field goal to last-second field goal to win the game. Ben Roethlisberger at home on primetime is almost unstoppable. He just, for some reason, plays great under the bright lights, and he typically has performances more like you saw last week with four touchdowns, no interceptions, than he does anything else. I just think that this Pittsburgh Steelers defense and the Steelers offense are just starting to kind of get things figured out because the scariest part has been they're pretty good right now. They're 8-2. and two. Uh, that's, that's really good in the AFC. It's tied for the best record. But they still have a ton of places where they can improve. Uh, their third down offense is bad. Their red zone offense is bad. If they can just improve on those things, my goodness, they're going to be a tough team to beat. I like the Steelers in this game. And I'm going to go with the final score of 34-17. to 17. I think that they'll double up the uh, Packers. I think the Packers might keep it close. I don't think Humming's going to play as bad as he did last week uh, for two straight weeks. But I like the Steelers to definitely pull away in the second half of the game. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Hey, sports fans. Football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Man, you you mentioned two things that you struggle with being red zone offense and um, third down offense. Well, that's where the Packers defense is just at its absolute worst. So this game coming up might just be therapy, like going to the chiropractor <laughs> for your offense. Um, I mean, for all the reasons you just mentioned and many more, I, I don't see this even being a particularly close game, unfortunately. Uh, we weren't able to move the ball against the Ravens' defense, and man, we we just give up on the run. Hunley, as you said, he hangs on to that ball, and he is 
unwilling or unable or whatever it is to step up into the pocket to avoid pressure. He runs to the outside and when things aren't there, he'll just throw it away or he'll take a sack. And it's just, we haven't seen the progression in that key element thus far. Um, That offense just scares me right now. I know you said they've only eclipsed 30 points, what, twice this year. I definitely see them doing that this week though. Um, like you said, we we may or may not be without Clay Matthews. We'll probably be without Kenny Clark, who has been probably our best defensive lineman. And even if we have him, he's going to be at, I don't know, 80% at best. Um, so whereas before, we didn't have to sell out to stop the run on certain weeks. This time without Kenny Clark, we would absolutely have to sell out and just stuff the box with a whole bunch of linebackers and safeties. And yeah, that's going to open things up for the multiple deep threats that you guys have. And you know, we have injuries in the secondary too. Morgan Burnett hasn't been there. And um, Kevin King, who's been our best cornerback as a rookie, um, he's got a shoulder injury. So if he's there, he's not going to be 100%. I just don't see this going particularly well. I'm going to say it's going to be like 38 to 13 or something like that in favor of the Steelers this time. I like that too. Eh? That sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm sure it does. My only consolation, I'm going to be back in Wisconsin. I'm going to be hanging out with family, drinking beers, just in, in a state of relaxation where I don't have to take this game all too seriously. That's my consolation yeah. at this point. Well, you, all right. it, was kind of su- it was kind of surprising that they kept this game in prime time for me. I thought they would flex it out yeah. and put another game in there, but I think just because it's the Packers and Steelers, two franchises that are – well known but uh it should be interesting yeah. on prime time yeah and that's I, I think that's really it this is two of the deepest fan bases in all of the nfl so you know maybe if it was only one or the other they might have flexed it out but you can't flex out of these two fan bases yeah. i think there'd be an absolute uproar um just given how spread out these fan bases are across the united states every Every city will have good ratings for this one, even with the Packers struggling. So, <clears throat> yeah, it was a little bit surprising, but it does make some sense. So, Jeff, I want to thank you again for joining us this week. Go ahead and take a minute, tell the good people what you do over at Behind the Steel Curtain and where they can find you on Twitter and all that good stuff. Yeah, if you're a Packers fan and you want to know what's going on and on the other side of the fence for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you can check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, we have probably anywhere from eight to ten posts up a day, uh, everything from statistic analysis to film room breakdowns to injury reports. So if you're curious as to what's going on with the Steelers leading up to the Sunday night game, check us out there on Twitter at BT Steel Curtain. All right, Jeff. Really good interview. Thanks again. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else you listen to podcasts, check it out.